We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Curry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Crossing route, Gurley makes the catch 20. First down, he hurdles. Far side of the field, stays on his feet. Inside the 10, Todd Gurley making his case for MVP. Wait, he throws back shoulder. Higby reaches out and makes an incredible catch for a first down. Off his back foot, he throws to the end zone. Cooper Cup leaping to make the catch. Out of bounds, he has it for six. He's got a knee-high snap, looking left. Now over the middle, he pump fakes. He rolls to his right with Connor Barwin pursuing. He knocks him down. The ball is thrown up in the air and batted away. Incomplete. The Rams' defense clinches it. Goff will come on the field for victory formation. The Rams' sideline across the field from us erupts in celebration. And so the playoffs are coming back to L.A. This January at the Coliseum. We, not me, versus the NFC. And for the first time since 2003, the Rams are NFC West champions. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is managing editor Derek C. Apollo with the man, the myth, the legend, the kid Icarus to our son, Norm Hightower. <laughs> it is a, it's the Sioux night where we have the big dog Sue visiting the Rams tonight. We have, that's going to be our topic of conversation um, before we even get there, though, we want to go ahead and ask you to head on over to iTunes, give us a five-star review, or Stitcher, or iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Android, or Google Play. 
And Norm has some news for us about a brand new outlet we're going to be on. Go ahead. Go for it, Norm. Tell him. We have been invited to come on to IE Beat Radio down in California and be one of their shows during the day and weekends. And we're really happy to be on the show. And and hopefully uh, the listeners can can enjoy what we do and feel free to contact us and, and we'll give all our credentials and everything so you guys can get an addresses and everything so you guys can get a hold of us and uh, give us your feedback. But we we enjoy taking new adventures like we're doing now and we're happy to be on IE Beat Radio. So that's going to be a fun new adventure for us. So we'll let you know as soon as we know the time slots we're in, we'll let you know. Um, as always, though, we're a podcast, so you can get us anytime, anyplace, on any of those outlets. And, well, that's it. IEB Radio. I'm excited. I am, too. I'm, I'm excited. That was some uh, really, really nice thing to uh, to walk into yesterday to have that offer put in front of us. And uh, we're definitely taking it, and uh, we're glad to be part of their, part of their uh, station. All right. So, tonight, the big dog, the former number, what was it, number two draft pick? Sue, heading over to, from Detroit, then to Miami, gets released with a $20 million contract. He's been taking the tour of the league. He's visiting the Rams today. How do you feel about getting a defensive tackle, his his caliber, on part of the Rams? Well, I happen to know a lot about him because he played in the Portland area in Oregon. And those of you that don't know us from, you know, our podcast and stuff before, uh, I'm I'm a West Coast guy now living on the East Coast, and I lived in the Oregon area. And Sue, uh, Nadonikum Sue, lived in uh, the Portland area and played football there. So I got to know quite a bit about him and watched him a lot through the draft. And, you know, he's, he would be a huge player for us. I think it would instantly make us the number one defensive line in the NFL by adding him next to Brockers and Aaron Donald. No question about it. However, I don't know that the Rams have enough to pay him to bring him on the team. So he's going to have to uh, probably take some concessions when it comes to money if he's going to want to play for the Rams. But there's no better opportunity out there for him on the West Coast, and that's believed to be what he wants. He wants to be on the West Coast closer to home. There's no better opportunity for him to have a chance to to be a playoff contender, even Super Bowl contender, than to join the Rams. So it'll be interesting to see, is it more important for him to win or is it more important for him to get paid? And we'll, I guess we'll see where that goes. Well, he's visiting the Raiders this week too. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's a concern as well. If it's, you know, he's already visited the Saints, visiting the Raiders. I forget who else he visited, um, you know, but that's going to be, a concern there. The Raiders are always going to be competition for guys on the West Coast. I, I got to think, though, how much can he cost? The, the, the tackle market has not been as expensive as it has been in the past. We've seen a couple get released. Jonathan Hankins is out there right now, too. We need to talk about that, too. We mentioned it last podcast, but really, you know, the fit for Jonathan Hankins compared to Sue is a little bit different and a little bit better for Hankins, by the way. And we need to really kind of figure out and I think the Rams need to think about that, too. I'm sure they are. I'm sure we haven't heard about them getting a meeting with Hankins yet, but I would think they would, him being more of a 3-4 guy. So I even wonder where the Rams and Sue are going to go with this, how much it will cost, how much they'll have to pay. Is he willing to come down to 
probably about 10 million, maybe around there, maybe on a year deal. Yeah, I don't know. He he signed a three-year contract that, um, well, three years after he signed his record six-year $114 million contract. You know, he's obviously been used to getting more like Aaron Donald type, you know, future Aaron Donald type money. And so he's going to have to definitely take a pay cut. And there's a risk there too, because you bring him in and if you don't have the Aaron Donald deal done yet, first of all, is Aaron Donald going to like the fact that Sue's coming in, who's going to be a high paid defensive tackle? Uh, We don't know that. There's no way to really tell. I would think that Aaron Donald wants to win too. So that part of him could be, you know, that, that part of the thought process for him is probably intriguing, but when it comes to the money, that's where I think there's a little bit of concern. I'd also watch out for the Seahawks and him visiting the Seahawks because that's closest to home for him. And I wouldn't be surprised if he goes up there and visits them and with their revamp of their defense and stuff, uh, I could I could definitely see him being a contender there, so it's it's gonna the the money that he's he's gonna have to take a pay cut. I mean that's all there is to it. If he wants to play for the Rams and take a pay cut to win, then you know we'd love to have him on the team because we instantly go from having you know a defense that was mediocre to better than average last year. Some areas good, some areas bad, to having probably the most dominant defensive line and probably at least the second ranked, if not the first ranked secondary uh, with Sue in there. So it'll be interesting to see what he chooses. Uh, I saw all kinds of rumors floating around Facebook and stuff tonight saying that they saw McVeigh and Sue at the Burger King drive through. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That's the going. Of all, of all places are going, they're going to Burger King. Yeah. So. Come on, Whopper, let's go. Come on. <laughs> so, For you know. Theory. You, Come you, on. You, you don't know what's going on. Uh, and there's been a lot of times where someone's scheduled to go visit somebody else, and then they cancel because they're going to sign with the team they visited with. So it's it's just really up in the air right now. But obviously, if we can afford to come to some kind of an agreement with him, and have him on our line, that, that definitely makes us a contender for sure. Well, a couple of things right away. I don't think they have Sue in if they're not confident they can make sure Aaron Dong is paid. I don't think he's even brought in, to be honest. I, I you know, So I think that's not, not an issue. I also don't think it's an issue in terms of money overall with him. What is concerned for me is what does he really want? He was willing to leave Detroit, a franchise that was, when he was there, doing well, going to go to Detroit for Miami, a team that was, you know, was, well, let's just be honest, Miami has been very good. For for what? The money. So he left there for the money. He's 31 years old now. What does he want? Does he want to win or does he want pay? That's what we really need to know. What does he really want? Does he, you know, does he want a combination of both? If he wants a combination of both, he's not signed with the Rams because the Rams aren't going to pay him a max deal. He's be, probably would be Seattle, you know, maybe maybe the Saints. We've talked a lot about, you know, the second contract with a player being their pay time. And he hasn't gone through that entire contract, but he's obviously made some good money for that time. And so now maybe he's to, a, to the point where, you know, the last couple of years I play, I want to win. 
And I think he's going to go to the team that's willing to give him enough money and the best chance to win to end his career. That's what I would do if I were him. And so the Rams obviously give him that opportunity. And, and I agree with you. I don't think they would have even brought him in if they didn't think they could figure out a way to pay him. However, do you think that, and, and I could be way off base here, but do you think that they might bring him in to maybe make Aaron Donald go, you know, I'm the best tackle in football, but now they're bringing in the number, you know, number two or three or four ranked defensive tackle. Maybe they're thinking about, you know, exercising my fifth year and just making me play it out or sit out and bringing him in to replace me. Maybe to put a little pressure on him to sign his contract. No, I don't think that. I don't think that. I think, look, I mean, look at all the moves they've made. I think they're they are in win now mode. Is what I think they're. I think they they're in the place where they realize that soon, very soon, they got to sign not just Aaron Donald, but they got to sign Goff long term as well. They got to pay Gurley soon, and so money's going to be going in their direction before we know it. And you want to try and win before that happens. That's what I think they're in a win now mode. I think they've realized. Listen, very soon we're going to be paying Jared Goff between twenty five and thirty million a year. That's what I think. And so they're going for it now, losing Donald, who by far was the best defensive lineman in the league this year. You have the, his PFF rating compared to everybody else is off the chain. I, I just don't see that being the real thought. I don't think they're going to risk that. I think what they're doing really is trying to get Donald help. We saw we saw it in the Atlanta game. We saw how teams pretty much molested Aaron Donald the last part of the year because he, you know, he's very much. He was alone a lot inside. He was making things happen that other defensive tackles could never do. Now imagine having Sue next to him. Or even Jonathan Hangs next to him. Right. Who we need to talk about in this episode. I think the Rams are in win now. I think they see they have the best secondary on paper. They have Michael Brockers, who is more than holding his own where he is. They have Aaron Donald. They see that defense. They have offensive skill players. You know, a steady offensive line they could go in here and win the Super Bowl next year. I think that's what they're thinking. Well, let, let me make one thing clear. When I'm saying these things, that's not what I'm thinking. I'm just throwing possible scenarios out there. I agree with you. I think that they're in a window of this year and maybe next year. They're in that perfect sweet spot to win a Super Bowl if they can, if they can put the right team together and figure out the cap to get the best players in that they can. And, and I agree 100% that that's what they're doing. And, and bringing Sue in, if they can work it out with him to where he's happy and they can pull off the contract with Donald and get some, get some linebacker help, uh, the Rams are going to be tough, tough to beat all the way around. And they're definitely a contender for the Super Bowl if Sue hits our line. So uh, that, I'm with you there. I was just throwing out every possible scenario I could think of. And I, I agree that. They're just trying to get him on the team. Let's just be honest. You just want to get me fired up a little bit. Well, I like to. I mean, come on. I like to get you fired up a little bit because, you know, you make funny noises and that kind of stuff. So, Well, I'd rather make the funny noise than be funny looking like you. <laughs> Gosh. All right. You know, also, we can't forget this. And for some reason, I thought for sure we would have heard about the Rams reaching out to Jonathan Hankins because he's actually a pretty good fit for them for what they try and do. He's a run stopper. He... Is actually a very good run stopper in a 3-4. He can move around into the 4-3. So the Rams do have 
a modified 4-3 that works into a 3-4. It's what we, it's a very, you know, that's what Wade Phillips does. He, he does a lot of things to move people around. Hankins will fit that. Now, meanwhile, going over there and looking at Sue, Sue actually has never really been a great run stopper. Had his best run stopping year this past year. Had his highest PFF grade there, but it's like a 91.8 or something like that, 91.6. Why aren't we hearing more about the Rams maybe talking to Hankins? I mean, he, he is it just, am I, is my scouting on him? I mean, again, I've watched Jonathan Hankins for a very long time. By the way, folks, because this is our first um, our first show on IAB, um, my name is Derek C. Paula. I am a longtime Rams fan. I'm also from the Midwest, so I grew up on Ohio State football, so I actually know the Ohio State players very well. And uh, this is my fifth year. Now we're going to be heading to our sixth year running Rams talk, so that that's me. Um, anyways, is my is, – is my view here wrong on Hankins or is are they just waiting to see how things go with Sue first? Am I missing something? No, I think that's exactly what it is. I think they have all their eggs in the Sue basket and they're, they're just trying to, to work it out with him. They don't want him. They don't want to think about anything else or do anything else other than trying to get Sue on the team. And if they can do that, great. If not, then I think they do reach out to Hankins uh, obviously looking at what's left at middle linebacker and outside linebacker in free agency and what's available at nose tackle and D tackle, there's better choices on the line than there are in the defensive backfield. So I think they're better off to go after Sue and then possibly Hankins if they don't get Sue rather than go after some of these 35-year-old middle linebackers and stuff that are still out there. So I, I think that's what they're doing. I don't think it has anything to do with uh, you being off on Hankins, I just think that they're they're really focusing on trying to get this Sue deal done. Hey man, I hope it doesn't I hope it doesn't backfire. Uh, he just uh, Hankins went and visited the Redskins. He has a couple more visits, I'm sure, lined up. I'm hoping they don't miss out on opportunity to get a good defensive tackle who who will be a little cheaper, by the way, than Sue. And I'm I'm honestly not all that confident Sue signs. You mentioned Seattle, and that seems like a better fit for him. They'll probably be able to pay him more. You mentioned, um, I mentioned, sorry, Oakland. He's going to visit them. Oakland is going to be attractive to him. That's fairly close to home. Being in the silver or black is always attractive to a player, especially in defense. I have my concerns. And again, maybe some of that is just the fact that this is still the Rams. And for years, nobody wanted to play for the Rams. All, all of a sudden, they're a destination. I can't forget New Orleans either. New Orleans, they were very good last year, and they're looking at him and thinking, okay, you know, he'd be a great impact for us. What does Sue want? I guess it's what it comes down to. Sean McVay is the kind of guy who makes you want to go out there and run the walls for him. And so, I mean, just like listen to one of his press conferences and you want to go just, you know, go give him a big hug. So I'm convinced that Sean McVay, the rest of their staff are going to make a convincing case for Sue to join the, the Rams. But the back of my mind, I'm thinking it's probably not the best match for him scheme-wise. It's probably not the best match for him location-wise, even though it's on the West Coast. And so I have my doubts if they'll sign or not. I honestly think Hankins would would fit the team better as a nose tackle rather than Sue. I don't Sue's not typically a nose tackle. He's more of a defensive tackle outside. 
I don't think it would make sense to do that. I think if they brought Sue on the team, they'd probably move Brockers on the inside and leave Sue on the outside. Uh, on, you know, but when you look at Hankins, I think Hankins would fit right square in the middle. Brockers and, and Donald could stay where they are. You could probably bring him in for about $10 million a year, where Sue's probably going to bring closer to 15 I have to guess. So, honestly, Hankins is probably a better fit than Sue, but Sue's a bigger name and obviously is, is a dominant player. I just don't think for the Rams line, he's, he's the best fit. I mean, Sue's primarily been a three-technique defensive tackle in a 4-3. So for him to come in and play nose tackle, he's not quite as bulky as Hankins is. He doesn't have the body size that, that Hankins does. So I just don't know that he's as good a fit as Hankins would be. So I think you're right on point with, with thinking that Hankins would be a good choice. But I think they're confident that they could move Brockers on the inside and put Sue at, you know, at a, as a three technique and be better off. Because we are kind of a modified 4-3. So yeah, I mean, the thing too also is that the one thing where the, the Rams, the numbers are deceiving. We've talked about this. The numbers are deceiving when it comes down to their sack numbers, their quarterback pressures. There were a lot of times last year where they got sacks in bunches. But then for a while, they go dead. So the numbers are they're like number three in the league in sacks. But that's not entirely really the story about the Rams. Because for a while there, in games, they would not get pressure on the quarterback. And so Sue will do that. He will bring that to the line. In, it, in the case where we don't get the linebackers we want in the draft, at least Sue will be on the other side of him to add more pressure to the quarterback. You sacrifice a little bit in the run. And that's the, you know, an opposing thought to what you're saying and to what I'm saying. I believe Hankins is a better fit, too. I really do for what you're trying to do, especially what they need in stopping the run. The Rams were horrible stopping the run last year. They I were. Mean, they were horrible. Hankins will help fix that. Hankins is about 325 pounds. So he's, he's definitely, you know, much better to fill that role. Hankins can be a two-gap player, which is important in a 3-4. And I think that's why he's a better fit. Sue obviously is a dominant player, but I just don't think nose tackles where he, where he ends up. But quite honestly, you could take Aaron Donald and stick him at nose tackle. You could put Michael Brockers at nose tackle. You could put Sue at nose tackle. You could flop him around the line all over the place. And, you know, the, the, the offensive tackle or guard or center isn't going to know who they're facing on each play. That'd be a pretty tough, tough task. So... Sue would work, obviously, and he'd be very dominant. But I think Hankins would come in and be just as dominant for less money. So I think you're on point there. But Sue seems to be the target. You know, and let's, let's be honest here. It's not just about the role and the player fitting the spot. It's also, you know, jersey sales, ticket sales. You know, you have to throw that kind of stuff in there, too. And Sue's definitely a... a you know, a much bigger star, so to speak, in the NFL than Hankins is. So that's something to keep in mind. Well, yeah, and he will actually, you know, help the pass rush more than Hankins will. Hankins can get to the quarterback. Hankins can actually cause some pressure. But let's just be real. Sue's much better at it. Much better at it. All right, real quick, our sponsors. We want to give a word out to Sal Martinez and the Gold Ram Barbershop. That, man, he has been... Our through-and-through through guy from the very beginning. 
out there at 13755 Golden West Street in Westminster, California, 92683. Give him a call. He's by appointment only at 714-894-7267. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. And Saturday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Look, we all enjoy the old school barbershop experience. If you're a guy who loves talking sports, loves talking football, loves getting into all that, you just enjoy that barbershop experience. Well, go see Sal. Go see his place. It's been open since the day the Rams left for St. Louis. When you walk into his shop, you find nothing but Rams. Everything from, from magazine covers to book covers to newspaper stories to jerseys to helmets. All this Rams history right there at your fingertips. And, oh, a great football barbershop conversation. Trust us. Go check them out. Again, it's 714-894-7267. One more time, 714-894-7267. Use the promo code RAMSTALK. One more thing. If you are interested in sponsoring our show, send us an email at ramstalk1945 at gmail.com. Again, send us an email at ramstalk1945 at gmail.com. All right, so that kind of puts a, a big staple on that conversation. One more Buckeye to talk about. One more Buckeye to talk about, and that's Terrell Pryor. Apparently the Rams are interested in him as well. I have differing views on him. Uh, have you heard much about this? I've heard about it. I really don't think it's necessary. And I think if they are serious about signing Sue, that's probably something they should let go. But, uh, you know, you know more about him than I do. Obviously he played quarterback in college. Uh, I haven't watched him play much at Cleveland when he played there, so I don't really know a whole lot about him, but he's not a replacement for Sammy Watkins if that's what they're trying to do. So if they're looking for more depth, I think they could find somebody that's a little less expensive than what Pryor probably will demand. Well, the thing about Terrell Pryor, just for some background on him, he was recruited to Ohio State, was believed by Maine to be the next great quarterback at Ohio State, and he was pretty stinking good, by the way. Maine some poor decisions. Um, never really read a defense very well. However, when he went into the draft, most folks said, dude, you're better suited. You're 6'6". You are super fast. You are better suited to be a wide receiver. And he didn't listen to that advice. He went into the NFL, tried making as a quarterback, later did finally move to wide receiver, did pretty well in Cleveland. His problems are, well, at age 29, he's still learning the, the position. He's not a great route runner. He's He will make his mistakes out there. But what makes him appealing is he's still freaking fast. He's tall. He makes a big target. Again, 6'6". And that will be attractive to the Rams. A big, tall, fast target. He will get open. And that's one thing Sammy did. Sammy was a good enough deep threat to open up underneath. And that's what he can do. Of course, it, he's not Sammy. He's not, but he'll also be a lot cheaper than Sammy would be. I personally, you know, we, you and I both, we've been keeping our eyes on Josh Reynolds and Mike Thomas. I don't have nearly as much faith in Mike Thomas as maybe other people do. I, I He hasn't shown me enough in his short time with the Rams. But Josh Reynolds gave us a couple of nice flashes last year. I also am a believer that if they develop Joe Everett, he can become a deep threat, open up that middle for the Rams receivers. I'm not sure they really need a guy like Terrell Pryor there. 
again, he's still, I mean, he had, there's a reason why he's, he bombed out in Washington. So I wouldn't be surprised if he, if the Rams did sign him, I wouldn't complain either because he does bring needed speed on the outside, but I think they'll be fine without him. Well, and there's some other rumors out there too, that they might be looking at uh wide receiver, Ryan Grant, uh, after his failed physical, that may or may not happen. I don't know. Uh, they also uh, hosted Oklahoma outside linebacker, and this will – I'll tear this up if I – you're worse at names than I am, but it's like Ogabana. Don't even try it, man. Ogaronko. Just, just... <laughs> <laughs> um, well, mentioning Ryan Grant. Ryan Grant just signed in the last couple hours with the Colts. Oh, I missed so that. So he's off the – yeah, he's off the market. Sorry about and, that. Yeah, I mean, that's just – what? And – um. Yeah, but the Rams are visiting those guys from Oklahoma. They still, I mean, it's pretty safe to assume that if they get, if they get Sue or they get Hart, Hankins, right, they're gonna. It's pretty clear linebacker, right? It's they're gonna have to go linebacker in the draft, and that's the that's the question again. We had talked in our last podcast about the possibility of them trading up uh, to go after Vita Via, but if they sign Sue, I don't think that ever comes to fruition. So in that case, I actually think they, they trade back and uh, look at getting, you know, a second or third round uh, linebacker with whatever they can get by trading back. I saw a mock that had Vita Via dropping all the way to 25. Well, Blew my mind. Well, and if that happens and the Rams don't get Sue, that would make me extremely happy too. So I guess we'll, we'll see where that goes. You know, that's the, the thing that really bothers me right now with the Rams is they're kind of stuck in a position where – if they sign a defensive tackle here, everybody in the draft is going to know exactly what they need. Linebackers. Right. And so anybody who needs a linebacker is going to just move up ahead of them in the draft or force them to move up and, and, and blow picks. And so uh, kind of looking at this and thinking, man, I don't like that they're paying themselves a little bit of a corner. Now, the, the positive side to that is if you're paying the corner, it means you have very few other holes to fix right now. And that can be a good thing. Sure. But I'm not liking that if they get this defensive tackle, that's all that's pretty much left in the fix. Well, and, you know, looking at the the year so far with what McVay and, and uh, our general manager has been doing, I mean, the fact that they got two number one cornerbacks now in their defensive backfield for less money than what they would have had to pay Tremaine Johnson, uh, I think I think they're on the right track. And, they, you know, we've talked about them obviously having a bigger plan. And this is the year that I'm going to trust them and just say, okay, they know what they're doing. For whatever reasons, they're doing what they're doing to benefit the team. They're obviously looking at trying to win now. And so, obviously, Les Need and, and McVeigh have more experience than I do. So, if I'm putting my GM hat on, I, I'm thinking – if they get Sue on the team, linebackers really all they have to go after, you know, other than some depth and stuff in some other areas. Well, they need some offensive line depth, maybe some future starters there, but they can try and get them in the middle rounds. If they can find a speedster for receiver, they might go there. We know they've looked at tight ends. What else, really? What else is there? Linebackers. And by the way, they just re-signed Dominic Easley today, too. Yeah. For their one-year deal. Yeah, that definitely brings in some depth there. And and he could, I mean, if he's healthy, he could be a starter. So he's, he's not 
necessarily my choice to be our starter, but he could be. And if that's the case, then they're going to probably start looking at some free agent linebackers to bring in. So I think they have to balance it out. They're either bringing in a nose tackle or they're bringing in a veteran linebacker. It's, it's one or the other. That's, I mean, that's how I see it. Well, that's the shame of it, though, with, with Easley is he, you know, he came to the league with, with so much talent and then he gets hurt in New England and the, the, goes to the Rams. He plays well for us. Then he gets hurt. And now he comes back and we have no idea what's going to be left in his legs, man. None. No idea. In today's world with, with ACLs and so on and so forth, you come back and you can be in great condition or you fall apart again. Look at Sam Bradford. Yeah. You know, so... I, you know, I, I really hope that he's fine. I'm hoping the guy can come in here, have a great year for the Rams this year, and go earn himself a contract somewhere, if not for the Rams. Because, I mean, nobody, man, that guy's had such hard luck. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, that's why the NFL is called the not for long league. The, lots of injuries happen, things happen that you never expect. I mean, we've got shields on our team now, and he set out, you know, just because of the fact that he was worried about concussions. And he self he self pulled himself, so it's definitely tough to play in a league where if you get hurt, somebody's going to step in and take your spot. But I'd love to see Easley come in and be a great depth player for us this year and stay healthy. That would be that would be huge for us, especially if we if we sign somebody like a Hankins or a Sue, or we draft a Via Via or somebody of that caliber. So I'm glad to see him back. You know what you got with him. You don't have any question marks there, and I think that's probably why they signed him. Oh, yeah, and if he can even be close to what he was before he got hurt, he was playing well. I mean, that, to his credit, he's playing well. And by the way, you, you mentioned um, Shields. You mentioned Shields. Shields sat up for almost two years, played one game in 2016, missed the rest of the year, missed all 2017 as of – was it January 2017? He was still having concussion after effects. He was telling the media about it. So he took his health seriously. Had was a four concussions in a very short period of time there. So we can also hope that he comes back and he can contribute as well. He'll be in the slot most likely. So there but, you go. But if he can play up to the form he played at before he pulled himself out with Akeem Tlaib and Marcus Peters back there, man. <laughs> Well, he doesn't even need to have the same form he had. Just get, you know, if you can be 85, 90% of the player you were in the slot there, you'll be fine. Sure. And so, and it wasn't anything athletically that he was out for. It was purely, it was in his head. It was, it was concussion stuff. And, and that doesn't change your speed. It doesn't change the other aspects of your body. That's just up there, your brain. And so hopefully he's healed and that's never a concern for him again. Yeah, I hope not. Until, you know, that's the last thing anybody wants to see. I mean, it's, uh, that's outside the game. That's outside of winning division championships and so on and so forth. All right. So we've covered Sue Hankins, Shields. Oh, boy. Now, to kind of finish things off, there were a couple questions that came on, came over to us on Twitter tonight. No phone calls, it is, but we got some, some stuff on Twitter. And here we go. Frank Las Vegas, Franklin Vegas. Asks us flat out, will the Rams sign Sue? Boy, that's a <laughs> if I had to guess, I'm going to say he's going to be a Ram. Okay. Why? Well, for all the reasons I just talked about. I mean, 
I, I think he wants to win. I think he wants to be closer to home. I think the Rams will figure out how to pay him enough. And, uh, you know, it's L.A. I, I think that's going to be appealing enough to him. There's lots of things that come to money, you know, like part of the reason he went to Miami is because he signed that big contract, but also the taxes are lower in, you know, Florida and doesn't take as much money out and L.A. is going to cost him a lot more in taxes and yada, yada. I mean, you could go through all these different scenarios. But the point of it is, is he's 31 years old. He's not even been to the playoffs much. Uh, if I mean, I'd have to look to see how many times he's played in a playoff game. He's got a real shot if he signs with the Rams, of making the playoffs and possibly the Super Bowl. If I were him, I'd do it. So that's why I'm going to vote yes. And I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no be just because I can make you a little mad at me. No, I mean, I just think that there are other fits out there that, you know, I, I want to be careful. I'm not calling him a selfish player. But every player has their own priorities. Every player has their own things they want. And he's never really shown that he – he was really big about winning the big one. What he's shown is he wants the good paycheck. And I don't blame any player for wanting that big paycheck. You know, Tremaine Johnson just left, got a massive paycheck with the Jets. That's the reason why the Rams made the call not to bring him back, because they knew he how much money he really wanted. And I don't blame him for that. Good on him. But I just don't see the Rams offering the kind of money he's going to want. And I don't also think with Seattle being the mix and Oakland in the mix, that's tough competition. That's really tough competition for a guy who, like you said, is from the Portland area. So I think he probably signs with one of those teams. Well, and like I said, it's a tough call and you could flip a coin on it. But if you if you made me answer, then I'm going to say yes, just because the Rams brought him in in the first place. I don't think the Rams bring him in at all unless they're serious about it. Oh, I'm sure they are serious about it. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they are right now putting the full court press on him, letting him know how much it's worth it to him to come join this team. Right. I'm sure of that. Well, and not only you know, not only is it the money that you make from the team, but you come to LA, you've got a chance to you know get some you know some shoe deals and all these other things. It's a lot. You're a lot better odds of landing something like that in LA than you are in Oakland or in Seattle, in my opinion. So there's ways to kind of supplement your income there. And if he's on a team that's, that's hot and, and trending and winning and all that stuff, it, it certainly helps his cause in that department. So there's a lot of factors that play into it, but I don't think the Rams bring him in if they're not going to try to really pull the deal off. And I don't think Sue goes and visits them unless he's got some interest because I think he knows the Rams can't afford to pay him as much as he might want because of Aaron Donald. So that's why I'm going to say yes. Fair enough. All right. Just Norisic asks us, he's wondering how much influence personnel like Ted Rath really have on a player's desire to play for a certain team. Now Ted Rath uh, was with Detroit. Also with Miami has a great relationship with Sue. Um, He's there with the Rams down in strength and conditioning. So Norm, how People like Rath, what kind of influence do they really have on players' desire to play for a team? Oh, I think it's very important. Uh, you know, when you, when you can go to a team where you know somebody really well and you're comfortable with them and you have a relationship with them, I mean, a perfect example of that is Aqib Tlaib. He only wanted to go two places, and that was either New England or L.A., and the reason for it was because he was familiar with the coaches, 
familiar with the team and the situation. And so relationships mean everything. And I'm sure that, you know, Rath is probably doing everything he can to get Sue to sign. And I think that's part of the reason why the Rams have interest in him because Rath knows him so well. And he's probably saying, this guy's worth bringing in. You should really take a look. So I think those relationships mean more than money sometimes when it, when it comes to being comfortable and knowing what you're getting into ahead of time. Well, I think, you know, while I do not believe that Sue is going to sign, I think that the fact that Rath is strength and conditioning, the fact that Sue has been very durable throughout his career, you know, there's a role, there's a relationship there, and staying healthy is a big part of that. I think it's a big deal in this case. I think, I, you know, Rath better be at their dinner tonight. I'm sure he's there. I'm sure he's there. He's probably so, in the back seat at the Burger King drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I like a Whopper. Yeah, I like four Whoppers for Mr. Sue. And uh, Coca-Cola, Dr. Pepper, and I'm, oh, you know, one of those little cheesecake frosty things. And you know, Oh, oh, look at that. Oh, and for Mr. Rath, he'd like to stretch his calves. I, I yeah, I mean, that, I, let's hope it's not, I, let's hope that's not really happening. You know, we can do a visual skit on Sue and the Rams coaching staff and Burger King. I can't get back to that. How, who, who on earth reports those kind of things on social media. I, I, I thought it was funny, but I, I, lo- I love your attempt at comedy there, so I'll, I'll take that one with me uh, for the rest of my days, just hearing you make impressions. <laughs> you know, there's, there's more in this well. All right. So with that, with a little bit of a lighthearted attempt to end the show well tonight, folks, I want to ask you to head on over, please help us out iTunes, that five-star review, we're still running a contest, and it's been a slow process, but once we get to 100 five-star reviews, we are going to send one person a 50 gift certificate to NFLshop.com, hopefully to buy Ram stuff, by the way, they better. And also, you can find us on Stitch SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, you can find us on Android, Google Play, and Norm. I-E-B Where are we at now? IEB Radio. IE Beat Radio. Check us out there. Derek, where do they find you? Oh, they find me? Well, right now they're going to find me in the backseat of a car going to Burger King. But <laughs> in reality, I am. You can find me on Twitter at DC Apollo. You can find Norm where? At Norm Hightower. Okay. Check us out. Follow us. Follow the, the Rams Facebook page. Just Rams Talk Facebook page. You get Facebook forward slash Rams Talk. Or. On Twitter at Talk Rams. Also, our site is ramstalk.net. And on that site, you can find articles and player breakdowns and history. And, you know, that's one of the things for the IEB radio people is we, uh, we cover everything from the Rams for the past, present, and future. So there's a lot of stuff in there, you know, about some old Rams. There's some, some old podcasts in there with guys like uh, quarterback Jim Everett and, uh, you know, wide receiver Torrey Holt. And, you know, there's lots of, lots of content in there and lots of reading in there. And we try to keep it uh, fresh and, and going all the time. So please check us out there at ramstalk.net. All right. Well, for Norm, this is Manager Derek C. Paul with Ramstalk. We'll talk to you soon. Adios.
else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Curry, Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history still in the making? Oh my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.